Hi, I'm Skip Nipper. Welcome to my podcast where I tell you about Nashville's great baseball history and traditions. Shot to write a one-hop liner. Certainly about its past, especially about Tom Wilson Park, Herschel Greer Stadium, Sulphur Dale, but also a little bit about its present and future, too. Yes, he can. A mix the waist-high catch. And I introduce you to players, coaches, and other fans and their love for everything baseball. A high fly ball down the right field corner going way back. Hits a lead-off home run. Those of you who are full-fledged football aficionados, basketball followers, or an all-in hockey or soccer fan probably did not agree with me when I told Pat Nolan on Inside Politics a few months ago that I thought Nashville was a better baseball town than football, hockey, and soccer put together. I believe that, and I stick by my statement. But without going on about the past foundation of Nashville baseball history, how it was the sport in town for almost a century and a half before the Titans and Predators came to town, there are points I would like to make about the potential for Major League Baseball here, with a few connections to the not-so-far-away past. Yes, we have the Nashville Sounds, and they are a great organization by providing family entertainment and great lineups for baseball fans. It is the game we have today, and we should continue to support them. If you watch social media, they really cover it well, don't they? Now, I don't have a crystal ball, and I don't know Rob Manfred, the commissioner of Major League Baseball, but let me say up front that I am not on the staff of Music City Baseball either. I have met many of those among the organization and have provided information about Nashville baseball for them, just as I have for the Nashville Sounds. Now, do I want Major League Baseball to come to town? Yes. As a lifelong Yankees fan, I want to go to the inaugural Nashville MLB game in a New Jersey and retire my Yankees pinstripes and whoop and holler for Nashville. John Lohr has created an impressive group of investors and advisors to guide Music City Baseball and bringing Major League Baseball to Nashville. He has explained his effort as a marathon, not a sprint, with the inner workings to lay a foundation for a team that are not public. But once a ballpark groundbreaking event happens with shovels in the ground, it will be time to rejoice. Now, through that group, John and his organization have chosen Nashville Stars for a team name, as there are roots in local Negro League baseball, especially in 1950 and 1951. Negro League stars Jim Zapp, Cindy Bunch Jr., Wilbur Atkinson, Frank Russell, Wesley Dot Dennis, and Kelly Lefty Searcy were members of those teams. And the name Stars has a relevance to the booming music and entertainment industry in Music City today, as Luke Combs, Marin Morris, Kix Brooks, Larry Gatlin, and Bobby Bones, and many others have become music industry advisors to the STARS organization. And so is football legend Eddie George. Baseball advisors, who are well-respected STARS, include Vanderbilt's Tim Corbin, Tony La Russa, former major leaguer Tony La Russa, R.A. Dickey, who won the National Cy Young Award in 2012, Don Mattingly, and now leading the charge, Dave Smoke Stewart, who is as imposing a figure on the mound as any I've ever seen. So to say stars are on board is an understatement. But I want to take you back for a moment to 1977, when Larry Schmidt, the Vanderbilt baseball coach at the time, 
was putting together an ownership group to bring professional baseball back to Nashville. And an interesting similarity occurred. Nashville had been without a team since 1963 when the Nashville Vols surrendered their South Atlantic League franchise and Sulphur Dale sat silent until meeting its demise when it was demolished in 1969. Schmidtel put together an impressive list of investors, including Nashville business leaders and baseball enthusiasts Bob Elliott, Billy Griggs, Jimmy Miller, Walter Nipper, Farrell Owens, Gene Smith, Marcella Smith, Reese Smith Jr., Reese Smith III, Steve Smith, and Schmidt himself. And then you know what? Nashville music industry stars got behind Schmidt's project too, including Jerry Reed, Cal Smith, Conway Twitty, and Ellie White. Now, isn't that a strange coincidence? At a meeting at the Tennessean Sports Department on May the 13th, 2014, I was included in a discussion at the invitation of then sports editor Dave Ammenheiser about the past, present, and future of Nashville baseball and the new baseball stadium for the Sounds that was being built at the time near the site of good old Sulphur Dale. Major League umpire Chuck Merriweather, former Nashville Sounds player Gene Manise, Tennessean sports writers Nick Cole and Nate Rao, and David were in the conversation. And so was former Sounds general manager Farrell Owens. And when the subject turned to how the name Sounds was chosen for the ball club in 1977 before the team's inaugural season in the Southern League in 1978. Well, here's part of the story. Whether by design or as part of public interest, a contest was held to accept suggested names. And Tennessean sports writer Jeff Hanna, in the September the 27th, 1977 issue, wrote about the winning selection when he wrote, Nashville's new baseball team has a new name today, the Nashville Sounds. Now, Larry Schmidtow scheduled a drawing to determine the winner from 64 finalists who suggested the name, with the winner to receive two season tickets and $150 in savings bonds. Do you wonder how many entries there were? Well, I'll tell you, there were 3,219, and Thomas W. Watkins was the winner of the contest. Now, a few days after our meeting at the newspaper office, Farrell sent his explanation to us in an email about the team's name. Gentlemen, it said, at our meeting yesterday, I was trying to think of the names that were considered for what became the Nashville Sounds. I found my notes. They were the Sounds, Stars, Cats, Pickers, and Vols. They were the top five names that had been submitted by future fans and the following 13 folks were chosen to pick the final name. Lynn Greer, he had made a recent donation to have the stadium named for his father, Herschel Greer. Jerry Reed, an entertainer. Paul Lyle, with a radio station. John Lashley, from Channel 5. Jeff Hanna, from the Tennessean. Shirley Schmidto, that's Larry's wife. Bob Bell, from Channel 2. Paul Eels, from Channel 4. Snuffy Miller, drummer in Conway Twitty's band. Coach Samuel Whitman from Tennessee State University, George Leonard from the Nashville Banner, and entertainers Conway Twitty and Cal Smith. They were asked to name them in order of preference, first getting five points and second four points, etc. And this was the final vote total. 
Sounds got 55 votes. Stars, 46. Cats with a K, 35. Pickers with 30. And Vols with 29. Larry Schmidtle wanted the sound's name all along, but interestingly, his wife picked Stars as her first pick and Sounds second. Not long ago, I asked Larry Schmidtle to confirm Farrell's account, and he confirmed that his wife did indeed prefer Stars. Is it uncanny that Stars could have been the name of Nashville's team as far back as 1978? Well, we can look into the future and wonder. I like the name The Stars. There have been many other choices from people that have submitted names either on the internet or I guess by texts and emails and Twitter and things like that. But let's just think that maybe one of these days, the Nashville Stars will be part of Major League Baseball and will continue Nashville's baseball history. I want to close this podcast by saying that uh, today, I record on Sundays, this is August the 6th. Today, word came that Father Charles Strobel had passed away, Charles Charlie, Father. So many people had different words for him. He told me to call him Charlie. We had an opportunity to sit down together and do an interview and talk about his love for baseball. His love for humanity was also part of that as he founded Room in the Inn, which plays such an important part for the homeless and others in the Nashville area. But he loved baseball. He grew up where he could see the lights from good old Sulphur Dell, not, not too far away where he lived all of his life. I think he lived in his childhood home. And I had the chance one time to meet him at Room in the Inn, and he asked me if I would drive him home because he needed a ride, and I did. And we had a delightful conversation going through the streets of Nashville talking about the old days and how he loved to watch the players. And he recited, I can't remember which year, I want to say the 1954 Nashville Vols, he knew all the players. What a delight he was to know him and to love him and see how he loved us. And uh, he's going to be missed. Rest in peace, Charlie.